Welcome to Israel Tech. I'm excited to have joined with me, Alexander Tilkin, the CTO and co-founder of Complete. Alexander, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. So Complete, tell us about it. I know there's tax compliance yeah. basically is a, a major pain in the butt. Yeah. Um, and uh, just the amount of work and time that both my accountants and my team and my office admin and me confirming things and, and not to mention when you add all other things related to it, right? accounts receivable, accounts payable, and making sure this is all associated with the tax authorities. What exactly does Complete do? And tell us about the problem it solves. Yeah, so basically um, Complete does all what you just mentioned uh, without the hassle of you doing this. Um, so basically once you integrate with our product, uh, we do everything starting from calculating the sales tax for transactions, uh, doing your filing to the different states, uh, working on your uh, certificate exemptions if you have um, and also we provide professional services for more advanced issues that our customers have also we do you know, during our onboarding process of our customers we'll look at the history of the customer and we'll look for gaps and problems that he already have and he doesn't aware of um, and we take care of this as well okay so let's take a step back how how does one see that there's a problem and choose to solve it? So yeah, where did where did this maybe you can take us back to about maybe your personal experience or kind of your upbringing and maybe um, and kind of what got you personally to here and specifically to complete and how you were able to put together your team? Right. So, um, you know, um, I, I once uh, someone told me one of my uh, previous managers uh, told me that listen uh, try solve problems that you can handle tomorrow morning um, and you know as all of us uh, and especially in our generation and the younger generation we're always like looking like big dream and you know dream big and you know like disrupt everything right. and you know like be like Elon Musk and Steve Jobs but there is a huge gap of opportunities between like doing nothing and sending spaceships, uh, spaceship to the to space, right? Um, and you know, you just need to listen to people. Um, and I think this is in, in, in an age where everybody wants to talk and thought to be out there. You know, like TikTok and Instagram and Facebook, and everybody want to influence. If you listen to people to their problems, you find a lot of opportunities for business. Right. Um, so, you know, like taxation is a, especially U.S. taxes, um, is a huge um, headache for everybody, starting from individual tax reports right. uh, that I helped my wife to apply uh, to do for She's the American. U.S. Yeah. And uh, uh, going all the way to, you know, like Fortune 500, everybody needs to do their taxes. Everybody are exposed to miscalculations. And when you look at this market the, and, the, and the products, um, you will hear people always complaining. And, you know, there are great products for uh, consumer end, but there is some gaps in the business side, like for enterprise software. And this is where we just landed. So let's, uh, so how did this come about? So you said, hey, what can I solve tomorrow? Of all of the things you look around, yeah. there are many things. And a lot of the technology in Israel isn't related to this industry. Hmm. Um, so kind of what inspired you, you know, that said like, hey, this is something I can solve. Or did, how did you uniquely yeah, feel yeah, the sure. pain of taxes? Or how did you get here? And Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, so um, 
I'll start with how, how did I get here? And from there, like, how did we, uh, that I decided that it's solvable in a measurable uh, period of time? Yeah. And how it's also, um, you know, like, how we, uh, how we transfer it into a business? Because not everything that is solved is a business, right? Right. Yeah. So, first of all, let's talk about, like, this basic triangle that every, I guess, like, everybody needs to understand that um, you need to have a differentiative product. You need to have a, uh, a you need to have a market, and you need to have a um, uh, some pain for a customer, something that they're willing to pay for, right? So, for instance, uh, let's take this space here, um, and if I'll uh, put it here somewhere in the floor, a coffee shop, uh, I basically uh, doesn't have a business because there are other coffee for free. So, um, there is a market. There is a product, but nobody will willing to pay for it because right. there are like free opportunities. Right. Um, but you, I can give you like different like shawarma uh, in in Tel Aviv, something like with a big brand. People will go there because it have a differentiator. So um, what happened is that um, I got a phone call um, from a VC. Um, and they told me, listen, there is an interesting idea. Um, wait, 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 they, do we slow down? Do VCs just call people? What do you mean? How do they, what's your connection? Just, yeah, no, no connection. Is this it's a friend? A, Who is this guy? No, no, he's not a friend. I don't know. Like they just like contacted me and like, listen, there is What a, were you working on when they covered you? Yeah, working? yeah. So, okay. So while I was, while I was working, uh, while, while they contacted me, um, I was a, a software and embedded uh, manager for a startup. Um, that was developing a secured laptop for intelligence organizations. Um, and they just contacted me. I don't know how did they find me or why. You didn't ask? Um, no. Who, who contacted you? Yeah, so uh, a, a, a great uh, girl, uh, her name is uh, Tal. Um, Tal from where? Uh, from Vata ITVC. Right. She's, she, she's like from, she was working. Tal, tell us why you contacted me. <laughs> he doesn't even know. <laughs> well, she, no, actually, but she, I, I, had the, I had the pleasure to working with her. Uh, she helped me looking for uh, candidates for, uh, uh, and she's like, she's, she actually, she's a brilliant uh, girl. And I don't know, like she, there are people that they have this intuition, you know, like. Yeah, especially women. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Um, so, and she told me like, listen, there is an opportunity. There is a VC that is looking into this interesting, uh, space. And there is this guy who, uh, comes from, uh, uh, long, long history from EY. He comes from the U S desk. Right. Um, and he, uh, he is an accountant and he is a lawyer and he has, uh, uh, expertise in education and they are looking together into the space. Uh, and we're looking for a complementary uh, partner for this area because it's this, eventually it's technology. So we're looking for a technological uh, a partner. And uh, we had several meetings together, me with him and with the VC, you know, like to see it's a lot of about chemistry, you know. So I found myself like sitting, uh, with, his name is Tal also. And I find myself like sitting with, sitting with Tal, like, you know, like every like, we we met like four or five times and every time it was like for an for for an hour and we were just like talking and having coffee you know just like just making sure that we're aligned you know with our uh you know like uh, mindset um and i have to tell you this is like in like everything right it's like finding the right um you know like environment for yourself and regardless to startups you know it can as you said um it, it also related to your relationship with your spouse, with your friends, 
uh, even in your workspace, in your university, like everything is about like knowing who you are and knowing what is the best environment for you as a human being to thrive, right? Um, and I had a lot of opportunities uh, to, to start different ventures with different people, with actually with an even greater resume, but I just didn't feel it, it doesn't click for me, you know, like, and, you know, um, things like this are tested in times like this, like when we are like, and, you know, like when half of your company is in reserves uh, and even people that are not in reserves, so for instance, like women that they have children and their yeah. husbands are in the reserves. So you need to uh, understand that uh, they have, they, they need to run the, the, the house, you know, and they need to be thoughtful and this is a place where things can go down right uh because you know like relationships in every aspect are tested not when things go smooth but where right. things go bad right? right so this is i'm really happy you know like that this connection happened um and yeah so when start going back uh, two, uh, two years ago uh, 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 so we decided, okay, that uh, can be a great fit. We can uh, we can start um, uh, working, and then yeah. So we uh, we arrived at the office. We just like attend them like, listen, I just need a uh, all what I need is just like a one MacBook. And that's it. And um, of course, I, I took the best MacBook because I, I, yeah, why not? Wow. <laughs> um, and I just started wo- working, and I have no idea like from like what are the you know like in depth what is sales tax right because it's a discipline right like like everything is a profession um and on the first week i was just like sitting and i was just looking for you know like uh, uh popular uh uh resources of data inside the sphere and i was just like researching and researching everything and uh the, the first idea was that the initial idea that was that let's develop our own sales tax race engine. And what I know that if you want to move R and D can never starve business. It's a, it's, it's a law. Okay. And it should be written in stone. And the mindset of a CTO for my perspective, as I see it today is to ask myself every day, what does, what technological resources, soft, for instance, like people or like not soft, like technology, the business needs uh, to go it, to do its next step. Okay, uh, so R and D can never starve business. Yeah, so this is my this my this is my mindset. So if it's build or buy, it's buy, and afterward learn and build. Okay, so pave the road, make the business run, and then uh, make it better or own it, mm-hmm. right? So I knew that to develop our own sales tax rates engine would be a huge uh, blockage for reaching our first MVP as soon as possible. So what I did, I was just look, looking like in different resources around the, the web and I found like basically four or five. Uh, some of them were- When was this? When was this? Two years ago. Okay. And one of the resources uh, was uh, it was a startup that was merged to the biggest uh, uh, player in the market and they closed the service only for themselves. That was for me like a hint that, okay, I'm in the right direction because if big companies want this type of solutions, that means they are strategic assets, okay? And then I found three more. One of them was 
I, and then I evaluated the quality of the data, I, and uh, I realized, okay, one of them is not so accurate, uh, the other one was not too performing well, and then I found another one that was somewhere in the sweet spot between great performance and okay pricing, um, and, uh, and, 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 the, and the results it provided was accurate. Okay, so this is, so we have it, and we bought the license that we needed, and when we had the sell, this sales tax rates engine, then we started to build everything around it, right? So I have, really, I'm blessed that I have an amazing mentor. He, um, he sold two companies. Who's your mentor? Tzachy uh, Zigdon. Uh, How did you meet him? Uh, my best, my best childhood friend was working for him. He started in QA, then he developed product management, and today he runs. Uh, he's the VP sales of APAC. The company is called Innovid. It's actually, the, yeah, and he's one of the three founders, Zach uh, Zigdon, and he introduced us like six, seven years ago, and he just like we just had a coffee, and that's it. Zach told me like, feel free to contact me, whatever you want. I'm here, and when I joined Complete, I called him. Listen, I think I might need your help sometime. I'd love if you can like help guide me. Like if- when you called him, what did you have in mind? Like so, if like an entrepreneur is watching this, like what cues would you give that it's time for you to ask for help? Or the, it's, uh, it's a or great the, question or because to lean on older. So many people say, if you ever need anything, give me a call. If you ever need anything, I'm here for you. Let me know who I can help. Right? People say this, and uniquely Israeli. Maybe if you want to talk about that. People sincerely mean it, and they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How can I help? Let me drop everything. Let me yeah, drop so people. so it's, it's beautiful here. Actually, in the country, I, I encountered uh, this uh, attitude like a lot, uh, and from people that you would never expect. Right. Um, so, so 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 openness. Never, it's right. People that you think are cold and yeah, closed. Yeah. And once you say, "Hey, I need your help," and then suddenly they're they're yeah, and also they're like uh, your bubby. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, and also uh, you know. Um, let leave aside, for instance, their, their emotional uh, uh, spectrum. Um, you know, they have a schedule, they have life, right. they have family, right. they have a huge business to run. Sometimes when you look at their, you know, like schedule, you can't even like put a pin there. Right. Right. And then like you ask, well, let's have a cup of coffee. Yes, of course. When do you want? Right. right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. like, what, in the university together? Right, like, exactly. like, yeah. Um, and I think I asked him, like, like, why do you do this? Like, why do you help? people like me and he said that listen you have different perspective you teach me how to uh, how to create startups right because you know it's a, it's 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 a, and it's a great humble approach it's like you know um, i watched uh, this um, a documentary about michael jordan right mm-hmm. and i think the that, last dance yeah yeah and michael jordan like it's just an example but uh, when you listen to uh, um, you know like um, world grade entrepreneurs and like world grade athletes and like people who reach really the top, they are always evolving. They are always looking for next, the, the new generation that can help them understand right. how they think. And it's a, eventually it's a, you know it's 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 a dynamic that both sides help each other. Right. And now he started this new startup. And guess what? He's calling me and Alex, can you help me interview some guys for our VP under R&D position? Because they're at your age. You will understand better if they're <laughs> good or not. So you see how it works? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm learning from him, from his experience, but he's using my mindset uh-huh. because it's more relevant to right. the people that he hires. Right, yeah. right. So the, the, the fact that like when you reach out for help, yeah. right, from someone that's say, more of a veteran in the space, 
Um, you're each them because you have unique characteristics and they have unique characteristics and experience and you want that experience. But because you have a different personality and experience in a sense and you're tapping into something different from that person, they can then come to you. It's, yeah. a, it's a give and take. But at the same time, um, from my experience and speaking to so many people in the industry, in the Israeli tech industries, is that, but it's not like, there's no hierarchy. No. The person can be 30 years older, had four exits, right? <laughs> but there's... But at the beauty but of at, at the end of the, Oh, it's, it's great. And it's also, and you it's can also, both equally WhatsApp each other and say, yo, I need your help with something, can we get coffee? And it's... And the answer is, yeah, when, right? But it works everywhere. Also, also this, is, this is the beauty of, I think, and this is must stay like this. Otherwise, the, uh, innovation and technology cannot happen. How, how did we get here uh, culturally? Let's talk about that for a minute. Like, what, yeah, I think it comes from the army, you know? Right. But, yeah, yeah. But, but why does the Israeli army have that culture? Uh, because I think it's very young and it didn't have the opportunity to build the hierarchy. You know, like, think about like... But don't armies need hierarchy? A chain of command, no, rather, but, right? In relation to... It's going to push you a little bit challenging. Yeah, it's okay. It's a, I like it. Um, in relation to, to, uh, um, to the civil companies, the... The idea of the uh, the Israeli Defense Force is very hierarchical because you know uh, uh, it's uh, it's like this it's army. But if you compare Israeli army to, for instance, I don't know, like the Marines, right? You cannot compare the the roughness and the and the the, the distances that people have between the hierarchies there. And because, and I think it's because our army is very young. It's Think about it. It was uh, uh, founded and established like 48, 1948. Well, bef- yeah, but it was... Also, there was Agana and Etzel, but it's not official IDF, right? Right. Um, and uh, because this whole country is built on uh, 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 heroic stories. Right. And uh, it's built on entrepreneurship. Think about this, uh, 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 how they build the kibbutz. Right. Right? So they build it over like th- there was this law that... Uh, uh, you cannot build houses. Oh, so what they did, they overnight... Put, put a gate around the Ottoman Empire law. One, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So think about this... Maybe you want to tell people because people may not know what we're talking about. Yeah, so basically the idea was like that, that you, uh, uh, during the mandate, uh, Jews could, could not uh, build houses um, in Israel. And w- the only uh, thing that what they, they could do is overnight, uh, they created like I. I don't know. I would. I don't have to explain it, but some kind of a uh, overnight house with a gate, and that's it. Then you could, you can you cannot destroy them. So this is. Uh, and then that came from originally the Ottoman Empire. Yeah. When the Ottoman Empire occupied Israel, and then yeah. when the Brits occupied it. They kept that. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 it's a it's a very entrepreneurial spirit. So when the country is built over an entrepreneurial spirit, then the entrepreneurial spirit stays, and it goes into the roots of the society. And since everybody in this country uh, have to serve in the army, it's a, it's by law. Um, so uh, 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 and 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 also the army is created some kind of a mesh between uh, cultures, between different uh, you know social and economic uh, layers of the of the commu- of the society. So it's uh, blended all over the country, right. and and then you can see it uh, when people released from the army. Uh, you can see they applies those qualities uh, in their daily in, in their ho- in their daily life. You know, in, in in their houses, in work environment, and that was create a great uh, innovative and a and inter- entrepreneurial spirit. So, for instance, there is no we in the incomplete. 
in some manner we don't have a hierarchy right so for instance if i do something and i think and i do something wrong so and one of the engineers think that i'm thinking wrong he will tell me right. like in front of him, listen i don't agree with you this is not that supposed to be and that's amazing because you're looking for the for the best solution right nor uh, uh, not for the solution that comes from the higher i i think that you hit it i think like what it makes israel unique in a sense is being the Jewish nation is that we're always forced to whatever it takes to survive and thrive. Yes. And hierarchy, there's a time and a place, but many times it can get in the way in communication, escalating very important things, etc. And I think that understanding that having that hierarchy and the fact that the person on the ground or in the lowest level, so to speak, that feels and sees what's going on needs to be able to directly communicate to the top yeah. the issues. And when you have layers of people that also have their own interests and their own personalities and their own biases, that often you find that doesn't get filtered up to the top. You know, it kind of like reminds me of, uh, what was that show? Like Undercover CEO, like big tech, not tech, big CEOs in America of enterprises. They'd go, you know what I mean? And they'd be on the ground, pretend they go undercover to see what it's like. You need to see what it's like. You need to do like the actual product that you're providing. Like, how is it resonating? You need to feel and see that. And I think the best way to do that is to remove any kind of barrier between those making the biggest decisions and those that are actually carrying it out or dealing with those consequences. And so I think that in order to survive and thrive as a Jewish nation, we need to remove any assumptions of any potentially breakdown of communication. And I think through that, there's that understanding that, you know, in a sense, and we're one organism Mm. that we will remove anything that may potentially get in that way. So we don't want to have that broken communication. Yeah. And I think because of that, we're able to then bring that into the tech industry too. Is that you understand? I was able to speak to the highest levels. Right. right? And then, and so. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely. And then, uh, and I want to take us back a little bit, uh, uh, like 25 minutes back when we discussed about like different players in the market. So sometimes, you know, like you can read, uh, we, we, you, you can explore some uh, a problem in some space and you say, oh, okay, they already did it, but don't stop there because, you know, uh, um, sometimes we, 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 we address problems and we ask, them, ask ourselves, like, how did other players didn't do this, right? And then when you try to analyze it and you think uh, who are the people and what are their interests that listen to the problem of the customers in those, like, big company players to... Uh, 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 to propagate those problems up, up until, uh, to, to the uh, decision uh, uh, layer of management and the, how many layers do they need to go through those ideas and where are they corrupted right. during, the, during this process right. until something is decided and is done. Right. And in, 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 in Israeli startup, the one who hears the problem is the one who has the biggest interest to solve them, right? right? So the decisions to solve problems and to be always stay on the most critical path is always tracked like not uh, not not every week but every day every 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 second you ask yourself am i do only the most important thing that can help our business move right so we were talking about like the relationships within the idf and how that translates to technology so when it comes to vcs in a sense like that relationship changes so Maybe I know you started to touch on it, but you can go a little more detail. What is that relationship and the helping 
that you get from your VC. Tell yeah. us about who you're partnered with, maybe how much you raise, yeah. and kind of how you found your co-founders to build your team. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so VCs, um, it's um, it, it's a very interesting uh, a relationship uh, that I learning uh, throughout the, the 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 years and this experience was complete. Um, and you know, the, the more I uh, I experience board meetings and board decisions, um, I, I, I I I I more and more love it. Okay, um, a conversation with a VC. I don't. I, I can't. I, know, I cannot talk about all the VCs in the world. Okay, but I'm talking about the ones that I uh, work with. It's a very. It's ama- I always amazed by how fast. They can, without even being uh, in the startup itself and out feeling the business, they just like reading the reports and they can pinpoint the, our biggest pain like in three minutes. And uh, then we can have we, we have we can have you know like an agenda and like we can build like the whole deck of what we're going to speak about this in this board. But they're like five minutes in the meeting. They they touch something the most our pain uh, our biggest pain, and then we can spend a day. Talking about only this specific problem, and I think uh, first of all, it, it, it takes a talent and experience, um, and I like this uh, non-formal approach and uh, cutting, you know, like straight to the point. Would you say usually the approach is far more formal? Okay, I, like I, can maybe you give me an example. Yeah, of like so 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 uh, I, I'll, like, oh, I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah, so I tell you, um, uh, I was um, uh, um, I, I was. Uh, I was in a business school, right? So, and when I took like different entrepreneurship classes, you know, like they teach you, yeah, you need to have a deck, not more than 10 slides, not in every slide, not more than five words. I don't know, like even like some different and that you need to stand in the, in the stage like this. Listen, if someone tells you like this, he never stood in front of VC, right. okay? Because a conversation with a VC can be in a coffee shop, right? Uh, down the street, uh, five minutes. He likes you. Likes the idea. He believes in you. He gives you money. It's right. how, how do you stand out if you're doing what everyone else is being? Yeah, doing exactly. Too? So it's it just it's like it's 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 for me so weird. So sometimes it's for me like as a kid I was playing. I, I had a metal band when I when I was uh-huh. like in high school, and I never went to like music school. You know, like and for me it's always like weird. Like looking at all the kids like struggling, hating the piano, hating the guitar. Like why the hell? Why why are you playing? Like right. you don't like it. Well, they play because their parents make them. Yeah, so, you know, like, and me and my friends, we just, we love metal, we love Metallica, you know, yeah, like, we I love ACDC, yeah, we, we, st- we, we were sitting in the shelters for hours, you know, like, hanging around, like, having fun, and I, and I was eventually playing guitar better than those kids who were going to all those fancy uh, right. music schools because they hated it, and I love right. it, right? right? So, this is, VC looks for passion, VC looks for the guy who will be like, okay, you need to reach this, uh, I don't know, like, you need to reach this book, like, Tell like he will find a way to reach right. the book, right? So there is a will, there is a way, right? right? And VC is always like a good VC. I think he will challenge you what in VC the board. Who you with? Yeah, it's a Vata ITVC. Uh, it's a VC that is specializing in uh, the tax compliance right. world. Yeah, this is Vata. That's for Vata. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they have a lot of experience uh, in this industry. Uh, they, they 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 know the business, right? right? And uh, they help us a lot. They help us to, um, you know, like where to uh, uh, strategically, uh, what um, 
uh, customers to look for, what segments, what countries, where to in, uh, invest uh, our money, in what positions to leverage, what business uh, sides, uh, you know. And it's uh, very helpful that you have someone who understands the market, someone who understands sales uh, that can give you a, uh, a, a, a priceless tip, uh, suggestions. Right. What's the best advice that you've gotten from your VC or suggestions? It was, uh, it's actually, it's, it, was, uh, it was amazing for me. Uh, and it was an eye opener uh, from just a psychological perspective. Um, it's actually related to uh, budget uh, for small companies and marketing, right? And he said something like, listen, you know how much money companies like Nike and McDonald's and Adidas throw on marketing? Yeah. Just to see, just to just for you to have the 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 the, the chance to see their logo like once or twice a day. The billions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. So you think that you will be if if you will put like even like your whole budget, like I don't know, like just say like three million dollars on marketing. You think like anyone would see that? Like anyone would even see even right. notice it. You need to get very specific as a marketer. I'm yeah, talking, yeah, yeah. So he said that listen, for you as a small company, you need to the marketing that you need to do is that you need to make it so great that if someone will look for you, he'll find something great. Nah. Yeah. And that's that's perspective. I think it's it it, it was like an eye opener. I'm not a marketer, right? Uh, but you know like you hear from you know, like your friends and from the university again. What I, I remember, I did like a whole like marketing. I, I, I was part of my business school. I was studying in Tel Aviv University, and I was accepted to Ross Business School, University of Michigan. So I took like the whole like marketing uh, segment there because I wanted to understand what it's marketing, and I think that no one does it better than Americans, right? So I said, let's let's do it in America. And like for how for one year, like I was like there, they were like preaching me like marketing and like, I came with this idea like what it's marketing is and then when you meet it in, in real life yep. then it's like a bus hits you in the face. No, it's nothing. It's, a, it's no different than the person telling you your slide deck needs to have this many points. Definitely. This many yeah, yeah, words. Yeah. It's, 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 there's no adaptability. There's no customization. It's like, it's, none of it's real life action. Yeah. Which you need to Israel because we were talking about the hierarchy in the army and you get the instant results from the bottom all the way to the top. Yeah. Immediately they're allowed and encouraged to communicate. You don't get that because when, when I study business, I study marketing in my undergrad in America, um, is that you you learn things and basically what they do is every year, two years, they'd update the textbooks. So you just spend another 200 bucks on it. It's just a fraud. The whole universe is a fraud. And then what, and then like what you're learning and then you go out to the market like, oh, no, this is actually relevant. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but I tell people, so like we put up a job description uh, yesterday and I wrote uh, preferred no college degree. They don't think critically and it's not relevant. You're yeah. going to ask to be compensated more. This is in general. This is the difference between the culture. Yeah. Is that, oh, I have this degree. I spent money, wasted spent money, time. And then you go out to the market. like, if you come work for me for one month, you'll know more than four years of marketing from the yeah. textbook. Like, it's unbelievable. It's just so outdated. Yeah. And not no, practiced in the field. This is, Especially things change so rapidly now. Yeah, but, but I'll give some credit to uh, to school. And uh, my credit to school, I spent 10 years in school. I did like bachelor's, master's in, in computer science. And then I did business school. And I think that there's no need to be like long uh, programs. I think what universe, what school teaches you, it, it, it just create it just like trains this muscle that calls brain to think uh-huh. uh, and to, it ch- to challenge itself. Uh, and even if you like... What school you went to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, listen, like in, for instance, like in software engineering or in computer science, I remember like, especially in the master's degree in computer science in Israel, um, 
if the, you, 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 they give you like one or two problems every week. And I said, oh, that's it. It's, uh, I have a lot of free time. And then I found myself sitting on those like one or two problems for six days to yeah. solve them. Do you think other people were like that too? Or is that uniquely you? I think everyone who did masters in computer right. science okay. had to pro go through this process. Uh, not unique, but the idea is that uh, program school program they don't need to be like four years. And also, by the way, I was also like after I fin uh, during my masters, I uh, uh, g given the opportunity to uh, to be a uh, tutor for a lecture. Then gave gave me the opportunity to be a lecturer. So I taught for eight years. I wrote several courses, and honestly, I think that computer science program, software engineering program, don't need to be so long. Like you can do it in like, in like uh, two years, even less, if you give like the core, the core courses. So for instance, no need to teach. I, th I don't think that the no need to, uh, computer science student don't need to learn four, five different programming languages because it doesn't, he's a master of none. Right. Yeah. So, but give him like good courses where he will need to think abstractly right like mathematical courses when he needs to uh develop this 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 muscle that to to uh, overcome obstacles and to think out of the box and to think critically and to give him like problems that there is no solution and right. let him write there is no solution right. yeah uh because the world didn't found the solution yet so right. maybe you're a genius and you are you will solve it right now but be honest with yourself and say i couldn't find a solution right yeah and uh, this critical thinking that is, by the way, um, I heard a lot um, um, people on, on different podcasts from United States are claiming that this is a problem that we have right now uh, in our it. society. That critical thinking. Yeah. Which is why I said I was surprised, but then you studied STEM, science, technology, engineering, yeah. math. I guess outside of that, critical thinking doesn't really exist. There is no critical thinking anymore. I Largely... Yeah. I mean, I you, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, it's I emotional. People are just emotional. Yeah, I think people. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's hard to think yeah. to like stop and think. We want to be distracted all the time. We don't want to think critically. We don't want to say, "Why did I say that?" Why yeah, it's that? very convenient not to think critically. Yeah, it's not just I, our brain doesn't want to. Yeah, we're looking for distractions, right? Yeah, like TikTok, Instagram. It's, it's whatever yeah. it is. Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, Chat GPT. What's the answer? What's every, yeah. right? And which is great. I mean, use the tool, but. Yeah. People even think, but, how can I ask the problem better? Like it's few people do, right? There's some professionals that still yeah. like to think hard. Yeah, yeah. But I think there's a lack of that, especially in universities, especially outside of STEM subjects. I see no critical thinking. Yeah. I mean, in college, I just learned how to do a beer stand, uh, a beer stand, and uh, yeah, a beer ke a keg stand, sorry, yeah, yeah. and and how to throw a party, <laughs> <laughs> which I still use today. <laughs> it's, it looks. Uh, look, uh, eventually, if you know how to throw a party, it can help you in life. Sometimes it's helped. Yeah. <laughs> so, See? So did, I didn't need, need the degree to that. Yeah. <laughs> that was because I joined the fraternity. That wasn't for any other reason, yeah. really. Critical thinking. There's a little, we understand there's a big lack of that. Yeah. So obviously, to be successful, um, specifically in technology, and we see a lot of more critical thinking, I think, in Israeli tech than other tech. Yeah. I think it's part of our success. How do you bring critical thinking into complete, into your business? Yeah, I think let's start from, uh, let's go again to the beginning. Uh, how do you build a company that, think, that has a critical thinking? And, you know, like, especially software, uh, the, the major asset is people, right? Like, so complete is not complete without the people in complete. Do you say that a lot? No. Complete is not complete. <laughs> no, <laughs> actually, it's a good... <laughs> yeah. I'm not a marketer. You are, you are. You are. You're a good brand. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, actually, it is cool. For your next recruitment drive, you can use that. That's a good, actually, yeah. <laughs> it's a good idea. Um, I like it. Um, anyway, so, uh, so yeah, so we need to build a team. And um, so when we started, like, every, like they told me, okay, raise, uh, fire, uh, fire, um, find engineers. And I say, hold on, let's let me just like understand where where do we take it from here. And um, I, I'm a very technical person. I'm very hands-on. I like it. I love it. And um, I started doing it myself. And go, taking a little bit back to the my mentor, he told me that listen, the the magical pro- uh, relation is 80% infrastructure, 20% features. Every feature needs to be strategically targeting customers' needs. Okay. And I took this proportion. Uh, and I, I, I put every, like my mindset into this. So I said, okay, I'll start it. I started just building some a player, uh, writing some code. Then they said, okay, but I need to do infrastructure. So I uh, hired uh, someone who was my student, uh, and he worked as a student for my previous company. And I said, okay, he's uh, he's a young engineer, but he's talented. He's a great guy. Uh, and I get along with him, and um, yeah, let's bring him. So he was like our first engineer, and I knew that, you know, everybody said that you need, your first engineers needs to be like seniors, they need to be very experienced, but the problem is that, you know, like, it's it's a very delicate, and it's a very fragile moment for the startup. There is no way for wrong turns. Everything needs to be like very fast, very accurate, and everything needs to be on point, so you need as less friction as you can. So I said, Okay, if I'll bring someone who is new and is eager to learn and to do, so things will go my and Tal's way, right? And and it will it worked like magic. So he worked with our and I believe that engineers should work with the whole company, not with their manager, and the manager will be their uh, speaker to the whole company. I believe like in economy of scale, but internally, right? So I tell them, told him, listen, you work directly with the product manager. You don't need to go through me to talk to the product manager. I'm here to give consultation and to guide, but I do other kind stuff. Kind of like the army, huh? <laughs> you don't, yeah, I do, my stu- I do my stuff. Like I work on the infrastructure and you work on the product with the product manager. And so it, go- so it went. And I think like after um, five months, we had our first MVP, our first uh, design partner uh, started using our product. And there you have the first market market signal that there is a market fit right product market fit it says that someone needs your problem your product and is willing to pay for it there there became more need for features and requirements so again hire another engineer and what i did uh i someone contacted me and told me that uh, there is a, a recruitment company called sharpies and they specialized in kids that prior to the army they in the high school and they fi- and they almost in their third year in the university. They do like university and high school at the same time. I said, okay, just send me like the, your five best. And every kid, their kids like 17 years old. And they just like was, am- I know that I'm, 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 amazing. I have shivers here right now. Amazing, like brilliant kids, brilliant. And they solved the whole like uh, interview problems, like nothing. Really, I'm telling you, it, it was amazing. And so I took the best of them. And he's amazing. He's you know, like 18 you, years old. You know, it's you know, interesting to me. Like, you think about, or I, I at least thinking, like, there's such bullshit consulting companies like McKinsey and all that. <laughs> they're like, they're useless. They really don't solve anything, right? 
is kind of related to that whole like level of management hierarchy that outside of Israel have that people kind of bring them in kind of like, oh, so if they brought them in and they took the advice and it went well, I can take the credit. If it went wrong, well, I brought in this big uh, (laughs) McKinsey or whatever, it's a big name. How can you blame me? I listened to the experts. But I think at the end of the day, if you remove that kind of principal agent problem, working with these young, brilliant minds, far better to solve problems than with these young 20... You know, above average smart and intelligence, twenties out of the out of university. Yeah, so it's it's also it's as you said, it's very de- it's very uh, depend on the circumstance, and I think just like sometimes, you know, like large companies who hire different consulting firms, they just don't have the uh, the infrastructure, the capabilities to understand that they want maybe to hire these uh, uh, prodigies. And even they do hire them, they don't know how to communicate or how to leverage this potential for themselves, right? Um, So we did it, and uh, he was amazing. And then we hired two more, uh, two guys who actually were uh, software engineers in the army in those intelligence units. And then we found ourselves with four kids, basically. Like, they're all, like, young. They're all, like, in their 25, 26 and if you give them the right infrastructure, so for instance, I really believe, I, 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 I do believe in learning and in education. So I always uh, encourage them and we, we actually monitor this, that they always do some kind of an online course in this technology and that technology. I just believe that before you use technology, you need to learn and understand it. Right. Then you can leverage it correctly because right. I think that the long path is the short path in this right, right, in, right, right, in this right. in, in this uh, area so measure twice cut once yeah, yeah yeah definitely and also with the philosophy of an open organization where the software engineer works with the customer with the product manager with the CEO with the marketing with the sales with the customer success and he exposed to the whole business then he can connect the dots and he can say that listen uh, I think I heard in the sales talk that this customer sent this and that, I think what he actually wants is he can actually help the product manager to translate it to technical uh, requirements because he, he knows the product from the technical aspect and he, he listens what the product needs and he connects the dots and I'm not in this conversation and it just happens. Right. And it gives me the free time to think about like the future of the company, uh-huh. to investigate new technology, to uh, put my, uh, my my mindset into better hirings for the company, you right. know, like to pave the road, right? But in different scale from like two years right. ago, yeah. The, so, in, the, the still the, the, still the same infrastructure, but for larger scale, right? So let's talk about that technology in your company. Yeah. Um, let's bring it back to our, everyone's favorite subject, taxes. Um, <laughs> so what exactly? How do you use technology? What's unique to your technology? that people that work with complete, they wouldn't be able to get from anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, sure. So first of all, um, one of the biggest thing that we found um, during our uh, customer uh, needs exploration is that uh, there is like, let's go first of all, there are like basically, like roughly speaking, two types of customers, B2B and B2C, right? And let's talk about the characteristics of the people who work with our custom, with our product in B2B. So there are the majorly like the director of finance, CFOs, controllers, um, people who majorly work with the ERP system that puts the transactions into place, right? So let's take like a big B two B cost company. 
how many transactions like average like they have like 50 100 200 transactions per month okay and they do it manually right well, most of the time okay uh but and this is um you know um you don't need to have a great infrastructure you don't need to have a great performance uh, uh results but uh people are looking for people that that can help them solve their problems right and you know uh we found that let's take netflix case they started they didn't start with streaming they started with renting video cassettes right? right so we said let's listen we don't have right now the resources to create a great technological differentiator at the beginning so let's provide it using great professional services great right. customer success because other players in the market, the pains that we heard is that when customers have problems, they have no one to talk to. And is it because that there it's such an established industry? It goes back forever. Yeah. Places, and that there's no choice. You have to use yeah. it. It's almost like the industry has become an oligarchy. In yeah. You know in some mean? way, yeah, exactly. So what happens is that, okay, you are working with a, with a product, but then you're trying to contact with, the, with your uh, service provider. But... You, you, you can't find the solution because you need to go through again through this hierarchy right. until you reach someone that actually can give you help and then they, would, they will charge you fortune for that, for the professional services. And I said, listen, we can all, already we can do the calculation, right? So let's add this extra benefit that we give like immediate professional services, immediate, immediate customer success. And also we have this philosophy that we said that customers are willing to experience mistakes but not bad attitude, okay? And you know, it's something that my, my, my father taught me as a business owner. He said, uh -huh. listen, the customer is always- What did your father do? He's a doctor, uh, uh -huh. he has his own clinic, and he said, listen, the customer always right. And he's in the Soviet Union, yeah? From... Yeah, yeah, so we, are, uh, we, we make, migrated uh, to, we did Aliyah uh, in the 1990, where the big uh, Aliyah oh. uh, from Soviet uh, Russia, and then we, my, my, my both parents are doctors. My mother, she is a neurologist. And my father, he is a, a surgeon, uh, orthopedic, orthopedic uh -huh. surgeon. Um, we moved to Tzfat, then moved to Haifa, then we moved to Yoknam, And uh, then I moved to Tel Aviv uh, to study. Uh, yeah. So, um, and um, going back to customer success um, is that uh, we said, let's start from this. And... We, we, we realize that this can be a great differentiator for us, but it won't last. So what happened is that as we grew and we reached, you know, like uh, the, the more customers you have, the, the, the more you get because you have reputation, people willing to listen to you because you already have business. And then we found ourselves in the area of B2C. Area of the B2C is different area and different requirements. And uh, then it's not like, 100 transaction made offline by someone it can be like 2 million transaction made by the customers of your customer and then you need to be always online you need to be always had the always great performance and then the response time is critical and then the first uh, contract that we signed uh, our customers said something like listen we'll leave this player because their performance are really bad and then we realized that their performance is really bad because they have a lot of legacy infrastructure code, uh, and we. Wait, how did, how did wait wait wait? That was that's that's a leap. Yeah, their performance is bad. How the hell do you know that they have old legacy code and that is the reason? How yeah, did, because, how did you make that? 
First of, all, first of all, there are websites when you can see the infrastructure, the, the, the technology. So is technology. that what you did? You're like, yeah, let's yeah, do yeah, a yeah. deep audit. You went to look at all the LinkedIn yeah, profiles yeah, yeah. of the people that work there. No, no, no. Just, you, you, can, you just can scan. No, I mean, and like, but you didn't know it was the code, right? They didn't tell you that. No, you? no, 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 no. So you had to like research, okay, why are they leaving them? Yeah, you want to understand, right. So I mean, did you look into the senior man? This is more business than tech in a way. Did you look into the senior management? Maybe they've been there too long or they may be distracted with other projects. But what made you think to look in the code? Like what made you think that maybe the code's legacy? Like what made you think to move in that direction? Yeah, sure. Because first of all, um, you, 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 there are uh, tools that you can uh, scan the, uh, the, the technological stack of the companies. You know, people just like saying stuff and, you know, they're writing. They're very proud of what they know. And you can like connect the dots and see like the majority of the people in player X. This is what the technology that they use. You know, like one plus one, you guess, okay, this right, is right, maybe right. what they do, right? And, and if it's a company that's 20 years old, so, you know, uh, and you think, okay, what was popular 20 years old, uh, twenty years from, from today? And, of course, they change stuff, but it's very hard to change than to write it from the beginning sometimes. Right, right. And as you said, uh, the more there are people in the company and the more there is, like, layers of decision makers, so not, so not all the time the decisions are, you know, uh, genuine, Right. So, and we, when we started building this, this uh, product, we were always thinking about, first of all, security. This is like a must in our product. We, and this is a mindset that I brought from my previous companies, and we always own this. And second is, um, you know, performance, right? And, for, for, and excuse me, security, high availability, great performance. Those three metrics need to be like, was this, was security something your customers or prospects demanded? No, they don't know how to demand it. But that's what I'm saying. I usually that's not something I usually yeah, hear. Yeah, but that's why in, I yeah, but but you can encounter sometimes when you uh, interact with uh, serious companies, uh, they uh, that hey, for instance, uh, they are SOC two certified, right? Right. So they have a CISO or and some IT manager. And so they need to sign off on anything. Yeah. So they they will they will t before they sign a contract with us, they need to get an approval from their CISO, and he will ask, for instance, do you have do they do those guys have a SOC two certified? I want to see it. Right. Uh, if and if not, they don't, it's a no starter. No, no, it's okay. So what they what they do, and we experienced it because on our first sales year. Uh, we didn't have a SOC 2 certificate yet. We were in the process. So we, we did our SOC 2 certifi certification with a great startup named Cytel. They do a SOC 2, uh, uh, SOC 2 preparation. And our auditor was EY. So what you do, yeah, EY will create an email for you that, that okay, those guys are in the middle of a process. This is their date for the... the, for the, the expected certification. Yeah, for the, yeah, for the due diligence. Uh, and what they do, you, you, you give this uh, a formal letter and also they send you an, a questionnaire that you need to answer. And then they look at this and say, okay, those guys are okay. They may be in the process, but they are serious guys. They right. take security and privacy seriously. Right. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So to bring it back to your, your technology. Okay. So those are the three pillars of your company. So how do you find new, how did you find new clients? Um... How do we find our clients? So um, we, it, it started, most of the time it started uh, uh, from board meetings. With, we, we, we have a plan, like an, a sales plan, what um, countries we want to target. Of course, we started with Israel because it's very easy. Uh, we know we speak the same language. 
everybody wants to help an Israeli startup. Right. Maybe you want to talk about that for a bit? Yeah, uh, sure. The show uh, is called Israel Tech, so if you say everyone <laughs> Yeah, so it's, it's not only related because, I don't know, like there is this constant wheel of, uh, okay, it's, it's, it's not uh, 100% true, but like the majority of the time, like people want to he- help startups. They want right. to be part of something new. They want right. to be part of something that might become big. And then you hear those stories that, yeah, of course I know them. I was their like second customer. I right. helped them build this product, you know. And uh, and also it's a lot of uh, uh, eventually it go- comes to um, great relationships between uh, people because you know if you help me build my startup, then in the future um, I will say you know like good stuff about you and I will help you back, you know, like with whatever you need from any others. Eventually it comes back, again comes down to people, right? Uh, it's a people relationship. Um, yeah, I, I want to um, um, uh, emphasize on uh, some uh, technological uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, perspective that helped us uh, um, in this in this um, uh, competitive market. Uh, so <clears throat> I was talking about the sales tax raise engine and, uh, when, and, and I knew that we, 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 we bought this product for our needs but I knew that we eventually will build our own. So today we have our own sales tax rates engine and it puts our product in different perspective from other products that do sales tax rates because the whole ecosystem has a synergy of, uh, for uh, performance in the cloud and also like cloud cost optimization and utilization. So for instance, right now, when we have like 1.5, 2 million transactions. And sometimes we experience where there are like uh, seasonalities of transactions. So we might have like 50, 60 transactions per second. And we are able to respond like every transaction in like 250 milliseconds. This is a great performance. Okay. I don't know. I, I cannot ex- explain how great it is because our competitors is way out of scale in this. Right. And this is something that because we are small and because we had this opportunity to start with from scratch and with with the right mindset you can create uh, an amazing product that uh, will create an amazing value for customer that w- will be willing to leave uh, a great players uh, with great reputation for a small Israeli startup right I see like this is a weird connection but like global infrastructure yeah so up-and-coming developing countries, they have this advantage. They get to leapfrog. So let's say America, which has been established, the airports are nearly as nice as a developing country that can build it from scratch. So JFK in New York, right, yeah. which a lot of traffic goes through, they don't have the opportunity no, to they build don't. a brand new one there and the amount of land that you need to serve in New York and all that. So in a sense, it will never be the nicest, yeah. right? A new up-and-coming city, right, that they might be in, they're ready for international airport, even in America or wherever, it'll be much nicer. Yeah. Same goes to the downtown and new towers and new all that, that you're not getting new towers in Manhattan, yeah. really. Right? You're getting, but you'll get new towers here in Tel Aviv and places maybe in China and in India. Yeah. You know what I mean? And maybe Eastern Europe. And so they're going to look far more modern. They've leapfrogged, in a sense, um, a lot of establishment. Yeah. Because to, so I think that there's that unique opportunity. And I, th- but do you, I think also then culturally, the cultural of, young life and energy that you get from Israel and some other developing nations, yeah. I think you'll feel it all the way up to when companies become established players. They usually have more of that 
um, innovation, even once they're more enterprise-ish, yeah. than those that have been, let's say, legacy corporations. Yeah, but all, all of this is, is correct with an emphasis that there is no shortcuts. Right, right. You need to understand that. And, and, and this, this thing is that is, is essential because uh, sometimes, you know, it's, it's, and I feel it sometimes like, like for myself, I have this like mind, like going like once and then like try to eliminate it because it's very convenient to say that, oh, like we have customers and like we have like, for instance, we have like 70 customers. We, this is our first year and we signed 70 customers. We reached a, uh, seven uh, hundred thousand ARR. Um, it's a good metric for for a for, yeah. Thank you, appreciate. Uh, for a young startup, first year in sales, you know, like okay, what I did was good. Let's relax. Uh, no, no, don't get but this is yeah, exactly. Uh. This is the catch, right? Because we take going back that this is not the Michael Jordan mindset, right? right? You always <laughs> need to say, okay, now I have this infrastructure, I have these engineers, I have this cloud, I have everything. It's great performance, but how do I make it better? How do I make it like? Uh, faster? How do I make it cheaper? How do I make it like, I, I want to reach Google. I want Google to be my customer, right? After that, I want, I don't know, I want to be the US right. government to be my customer. I don't know. Right. But, Are you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm saying this, like, this is the mindset that you need to be like, find a way, always find right. a way. You know, like, I, I like uh, uh, the NFL, big fan. Yeah. And what I like about them is like, sometimes to listen to their to the bench, uh -huh. you know, how they talk, and uh -huh. especially when they're losing, and yeah. the mindset that they put themselves. I remember very clearly when I was I was watching the Super Bowl. I don't remember the number, but it was the Patriots against the Falcons, uh -huh. uh, and they were losing like twenty-eight to three, and they eventually they won right uh, in the uh, uh, off time. Half time. Half time. No, and, uh, after the game. I don't like. Uh, post -game. Ex yeah, post time. And then I was watching. There, they, they have this. They created an amazing video of the Patriots bench how like Tom Brady, the quarterback, how is he think, talking to his players and how, right. do he see, how is he encouraging them? And think like you're, you're losing like 28 to three. It's a huge gap. It's a Super Bowl. It's very hard to come after this huge gap of like in loss, but with the right mindset, how do they won, right? Of course, they're great athletes, great experience, right, right. everything. But there is this wheel of like, find a way, find a way. And you will find a way eventually if you will be in this mindset. But right. if you will say like, ah, I have like already five Super Bowls. Why do I need the six? Right. You won't get even the first. Right, right. Yeah. I think there's a lot of visual thinking um, in Israeli technologies that they, and you can say this about Olympic athletes, that you they visualize themselves on the podium or you, you could, yeah. you visualize your success. And I think being able to have, if you don't my visualize wife, it. My wife it called it manifestation. Happen. Yeah, manifestation, right. Yeah. But if you don't actively visualize it, think about it. Right, and it's that, in a sense, you you become obsessive to the point that like you're annoying. That you need to cover it up a little, <laughs> like, suffocate it, yeah, push it down a bit. That's the only way. Those that reach those levels of pinnacle success, yeah, uh, you need to have that. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you don't, then you just won't reach those levels. So Definitely, you, you got to keep hungry. So where can we see? So you, how long until you think the American government will be a client of yours? I don't know. Uh, Can we get on the record? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Uh, but, I know, uh, yeah, I but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's even possible in your industry. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, and I'm sure if I want to get involved. Or, uh, That's what I was saying. You sure you want yeah, to be a customer? Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, but you know, like um, we are always looking, um, you know, like become like bigger and have like better product, be big, bigger customer, bigger company, and like expand into other horizons in this uh, industry besides like. You know, like sales tax. There's like huge, a lot of stuff that we want to do. Right. Yeah. And is it so like uh, tax or like 
Uh, I know America, you know, they hired 87,000 more IRS agents <laughs> a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, you know that? No, 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 no. 87,000 more. Yeah, great. Yeah, so <laughs> I was going to say, that's like good for you, but everyone else it sucks. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so do you, do you have like uh, out of curiosity, uh, like any passions or interests about like taxes in general, like a flat tax or aggressive tax or things like that? Do you have any ideology or do you have any opinions on it? Based since you're so involved with it, you see how it takes time and, and energy and money and resources for companies and individuals and countries and all that. I was wondering if you have any unique insight about taxation that you have, I'd just be curious. No, not not not, not to that point. Um, and again, we we were we we, are, we explore uh, new business opportunities like in the future, like right. the way we want to expand our business because sales tax is great, right? But when you talk to customers, they're also like, "Hey, what about uh, this area? What about that? When you will do this?" And right, yeah, and we're more like uh, looking into yeah, um, expanding in the future. But first of all, we believe that. I don't like to be a master of none. Like, right. if you want to do, like, be the best at like sales tax, do the best sales tax right. in the world. When you occupy this, like, start thinking. Then you can branch yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you see yourself branching outside of uh, America or no? Because it's a whole radically different. It's like a whole. New yeah, country. sure, absolutely. Um, you know why not? With this uh, again, it's 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 an internal conversation that I the conversations that I don't want uh, to emphasize about them so much, but uh-huh. definitely, um, you know, like. If there is a business opportunity and it's uh, worth the, the the resources, the time, uh, the money, and yeah, we'll do this. So we're always you're talking about like maybe expanding other markets and other things. Um, but let's say someone's trying to grow and build a career, like where to start? Yeah. What inform what advice would you give to a young tech entrepreneur th- their first time sure. trying but to get out? First of all, create a, like your own. Like, be a professional. <laughs> That's the first thing. That's the essential, right? Uh, you cannot run an accounting firm without being a good accountant. Right. Yeah. So um, that's my mindset. And also I see it, it. It works great for me here. You know, I manage to attract talents because they look, hey, this is Alex. I like his experience. Uh, he, uh, he, he knows stuff. I don't know. I want to learn from this guy, right? And that was my, my mindset. When I was a, a new, fresh engineer, I was looking to work, you know, like for people who like did stuff, right? So as we go back to the army, you wanna you wanna be in a unit where like the the officer he did stuff, he knows stuff, you wanna learn right. from him, right? So right. as everything, like in sports and everything is like like this. So first of all, be someone, right? Be be someone, like have experience, know 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 your shit, like right. yeah. So people will, will will want to listen to you, uh, and. Once it happens, once you realize that you are something that can you can uh, uh, give to the back to the team, then people will want to they, they will call you because they will want you to be there, right? Uh-huh. Uh, so this is the first thing, um, and I think uh, the second thing, if not the first thing, is just listen to people. Uh, I know it's a very uh, again we're going to the beginning of our conversation, but. I know we all really want to talk. We all really want to say what we think and to get her to go to the stage, you know, to have the suit and to give this deck to the VCs. Life doesn't work that way. Like, I'm telling you the truth. Three, my three first board meetings, I think I said like two words, uh, including hello, really. Uh, just like listen, understand the environment, listen to people that is more experienced than you, learn from them, take notes, you know, like pave your way through actions, not from words, because, you know, like, 
it just like it will happen for you right always explore that's that's my mindset you know like i for instance my little brother uh, right now he's in stuttgart he's doing their stage he's a medical student and i told yesterday my mother that i really like that he's always traveling somewhere always experiencing always like changing his atmosphere and that's make what makes you like an interesting person right um and i think this is the mindset let aside of tech of an entrepreneurial human being, you know? Yeah. Like in everything. You're building character. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Alexander? Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you.